What up, what up, what up, little people, big people, all people. If you hear the sound of my voice, you are listening to another episode of Buffed Up Sports. If you want to financially support the show, go to buffedupsports.com, scroll down to the support tab, and become a supporter today. There's so much more on the Buffed Up Sports website, including episodes, social media links, and the platforms to listen to the show on, because we are available on all major podcasting platforms. So if you want to go check out Buffed Up Sports on Apple, Google, Spotify, it don't matter, click on buffedupsports.com and you will find the links to do so. And like I said, with the social media, all that episodes, you know what we do. Man, man, man. When it comes to sports, like this last little week just ain't been my week. It's starting to take a turn for the better, but still a lot of things to figure out. First of all, Tigers, as we all know, it ain't much to talk about. I do like how Spencer Torkelson been turning up. Like, dude has done a 180 because y'all know y'all love to say a 360. It's not a 360. Y'all do realize if you do a 360, you end up in the same direction. Anyway, Spencer Torkelson has done a complete 180 from what he did last season. You know, he had that rookie jitters. This year's sophomore campaign ain't no sophomore slump. He doing the dang thing, and I love to see it. But that's not what I want to talk about Tigers-wise, because like I said, it's not much to talk about with the Tigers, but I do want to highlight that. That's my good news for the Tigers this week. My problem with the Tigers is, of course, the season playoffs as much as they keep wanting to tease a run it's not happening so i've accepted that for what it is now there's another thing with the tigers that i'm trying to accept and this is what the challenge is you know i'm watching the game the other night miguel cabrera hits a home run and i celebrate but then reality kicked in i'm like dude cabrera's retiring next month like next month is it after September, he, we will no longer see him in a Tigers uniform, let alone the Major League of Baseball. So then I got in my feelings. I'm like, dang, my favorite baseball player really finna retire next month. So, of course, you know, I'm in my feelings now, and I'm talking to my pops about it or whatever. I'm like, you remember how it was when Chauncey got traded? Like, I fell to the flow. I start bawling my eyes out. And so... I'm glad I don't have tickets, as of yet at least, I don't have tickets to Cabrera's last game at Comerica because that standing ovation when they take him out is going to do it for me. So, like, (laughs) I'm glad I'm not there because I would be a wreck if I was. And I'm I'm glad I'm going to be watching the comfort of my own home because I ain't going to have nobody judge me. I ain't recording no videos. I'm going to just watch the moment and I'm going to embarrass myself in the comfort of my own home because that's gonna that I ain't I ain't gonna say I ain't never cried over sports because like I said I cried when Chauncey Billups got traded that truth be told though was probably the last time I cried over anything sports related but I tell you what that could bear last game man you talking to somebody who's been watching the Tigers for about 15 years and he's been on the team that full time so He's all I've known with the Tigers. So when he's done, that's it. Like, there's no other, you know? That's just... It bothers me. It does. So now, I got to talk boxing. For those who watched that top-ranked card last week, Navarrete and Valdez, am I the only one to like the fight? I thought it was an instant classic. 
But then I've seen people on Twitter talking about they didn't go to war just because one man face looked worse than the other. I'm like, they was both throwing tons of punches though the, the whole fight. So I'm like, I feel like they did go to war. Y'all kind of just hating, but maybe I'm tripping. I don't know. I really don't. But I do want to talk about my man, Tony Harrison. He had me scared at this last fight because he took a loss, you know, but he was contemplating retirement. He said he's not retiring. Then this upcoming weekend, we got heavyweight action. You know, Usyk fighting for his, or Usyk is defending his heavyweight belt, should I say. My boy, Big Baby Anderson out of Toledo. He getting back in the ring. You know, he just fought a little over a month ago. That's the fight I went to in Toledo. And it went the full distance, 10 rounds. And then he's getting back in the ring a month later. You know, fighters ain't doing that no more. So shout out to him. I like a fighter who stay active, personally. Because if I want to go back to the Spence Crawford fight, I don't care what nobody say. I think Spence only having two fights in the last four years did, did him no favors versus Crawford was a little more active than Spence. Crawford fought more recently than Spence. So I'm thinking that has something to do with it a little bit. So my point is if a fighter want to stay active, you know, that's typically in his advantage. I've, we've seen it time and time again where boxers who stay active win more fights. Just with uh Lopez and Josh Taylor, T.O. Lopez, Josh Taylor. Lopez been active more recently. Taylor, even, I think his camp even said it himself, like he hasn't been as active, so it kind of played against his favor. So that's the problem with boxers nowadays compared to boxers back then. Boxers nowadays, they might fight and you know, I like Floyd Mayweather, but he kind of ruined the game with this one. He only fight once or twice a year versus fighters back in the day. They fight four times a year. And then I'm about to talk about Canelo next because I got to give Canelo his credit. That year he went for Undisputed, he fought like four times in a 12-month span, so I can't even be mad at him. And then on top of that, all four fights, championship fights. And he's claiming a new title each fight. Got to give him his credit. But I think that messed up Canelo a little bit. Talking about Canelo, now Terrence Crawford thinks he could take Canelo. He has officially called out Canelo Alvarez, and it's no different than what Crawford told Tank. It's a reason we have weight classes. So Crawford, hey, I think he could be undisputed at 154, but trying to go up to 160, 168, trying to fight Canelo Alvarez? Canelo was number one pound for pound. I mean, he pretty much was consensus number one pound for pound from the moment Floyd retired till when Crawford beat Spence. It would be a big fight, a lot of money involved. I'm someone who thinks Canelo has slowed down in his last few fights, but even Canelo has came out and said he had an injury he was dealing with. So, you know, keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. If they were to go at it, though, I honestly think Canelo gets the job done. And Crawford's one of my favorite fighters. But everybody know I'm really waiting for Tank to get back in the ring. Because if you ask me who's my favorite fighter right now, it is Tank Davis. Now, speaking of another one of my favorite fighters on the women's side of boxing, I, I can't avoid it. I got to talk about it. I got to talk about Alicia Baumgartner. And the reason I want to talk about it is because there's so much to be discovered about this. And it's just a lot of questions being asked from both sides of those who think she's innocent, those who think she is guilty. And then someone, I want to speak from the mind of somebody who is a fan of her, somebody who did go to her last fight. I mean, I was in attendance when she fought Christina Leonardo 2 Part 2 at Masonic Temple in Detroit. 
I was excited. I was happy she won. You know, all that. So for me to go to the fight, now the fight's in jeopardy of a no contest, that kind of hurt my feelings. Because it's like, dang, I don't went to the fight for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Because if they take the victory away from her, you know, it's like the fight never existed. And then, of course, the 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 factor of her belt's about to get stripped. Now she is undisputed at Feather. Like, come on, man. It's just... For those who don't know, Alicia Baumgartner tested positive for steroids or whatever. But let me tell you how. Maybe it's somebody listening out there that knows some more about the human body anatomy. Because I hated anatomy in high school, so I didn't pay no attention. But, you know, maybe somebody out there knows what's up. Because she did three tests. She did a test about three days before the fight on July 12th. That test came back positive when the results came in that she tested positive for some steroids. Then on July 15th, the day of the fight, she tested negative. July 16th, the day after the fight, she tested negative. So she took three tests, two came back negative, and the two that were negative were the day of the fight and the day after. So it's like, is she really guilty? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, honestly, if that's her excuse, she better take that to the bank and hope, you know, something comes out of it. I heard they are about to do a new sample test, all that, but I just, I, I'm scared about the situation. Of course, she's uh, saying she's innocent. She's defending herself and she's had no shame. You know, some boxers, every boxer who's got caught up for a steroid has immediately dropped that press statement of, you know, I'm innocent and I'm going to fight this. And then they go quiet after that because it's like, we know you're lying. You just, you just ain't want to look like a sucker. Alicia, on the other hand, I don't know if it's good or bad because she's talking a little too much, in my opinion. Now, again, this is coming from a Baumgartner fan, but I think she's talking a little too much. But maybe that's a good thing because, you know, maybe she like, I know I'm innocent. What am I about to switch my ways for if I ain't got nothing to worry about? Let the system handle its ways. But then sometimes I feel like people talk too much when they're nervous about something. So... This could go either way, I feel like, still. In my honest opinion, like, again, as a fan, I'm a fan. But as a podcaster of the buffed up sports, I got to be realistic with my expectations. So I'm honestly hoping for the best for homegirl because, again, I don't spend a nice little penny going to that fight. I don't want it to be a no contest. And then she's one of my favorite fighters. And she fine. I mean, I ain't got to lie. Everybody said it on Twitter. I'm going to say it on here. Everybody, she look good. She can fight and she look good. Come on now. Who hating on that? So I'm hoping for the best there. Now I want to talk about the Lions. I ain't watched one Lions preseason game. Not by choice. It's just August. If you know, you know. August is a busy month for me. I got tons of birthdays. I know in August. I got, you know, work. You know, getting ready for school. That whole shit dig dig. You know what I mean? So it's like... I've been watching highlights, but I ain't watched the game. I've been keeping up with the stories on the different news websites, but you know, I ain't, you know. But what I do, I'll just be, I'm just being real. I'm just saying that just say it. But I, I do know there's an injury bug going on with the Lions. Again, it's preseason, whatever. But like St. Brown got hurt. I'm not worried about him. Hutchinson got hurt. I'm not worried about him. Jameson Williams got hurt. J-Mo got hurt. I'm worried about J-Mo. Reason being, it's pretty obvious. J-Mo missed majority of last season. 
right? Torn ACL. Stuff happens. Then he gets caught up with the gambling situation. He's missing the first six games of this season. So it's like, you're already going to miss the first six games of the regular season. So the preseason was going to be his best chance to get some reps because we're not seeing him for another six weeks. So Dan Campbell had to plan, a, you know, let's use him in preseason to, so he can have something going for him when he comes back from the suspension. And then he gets hurt. So it's like, it's just a lot of things not in his favor right now. The odds are no doubt about it stacked against him at this point. They are. Uh, he hasn't had much going in his favor. I, even if you're a fan of him or not, I'm a fan of him. I'm rooting for him. I don't even want to say the word bust yet. That's the only time I'm going to say it. But you got to be real with the fact that things are not looking great for him. And of course it's early. Of course it could turn around. We want it to turn around. But as a sports fan, as a Lions fan, especially as a Lions fan, I only can say what the potential is for this person and that person, or we gonna be ready in this time and that time for so long because of the fact the Lions haven't done squat. So I'm the Lions fan that's like, what are you gonna do for me now? Not what have you done for me in the past? What will you do for me in the future? What will you do for me? You know the Janet Jackson song. What have you done for me lately? Ooh, yeah, that's how I feel right now. What have you done for me lately? Cause JMO, you haven't done anything for me lately. So I'm scared for him. I am. And I hate to be that person. I hate to root against the brother. I'm not rooting against, I hate to talk down on the brother. But the fact is the fact that things not looking great. But we all know before his injury in the national championship game, his last game of college, he was gonna be the number one wide receiver coming out of that draft class. I still think he could do it, but he tore his ACL when he was known as the number one wide receiver of that draft class. He tore, you know? So to go through a crazy injury like that, now you got this big old suspension. You missing a, what, third of the season. just not looking great and I'm worried so that's my spiel on JMO he gotta get it together I don't know what it is but we just need to start sending some positive vibes his way now I want to talk about the Pistons I'm gonna put y'all here for the Pistons you know expectations are high for K Cunningham this season everybody talked about the USA uh, select team runs with the actual USA FIBA team this offseason. And then, of course, the famous Rico Hines runs where a lot of the pro players, you know, play some exhibition games in the gym, whatever. Okay, this looked great in those. But you know how I feel about offseason videos. We've seen Andre Drummond offseason videos. We've seen Ben Simmons offseason videos. And then the regular season comes and nothing changes. So I ain't going to get too hyped. Kade did miss all the last year, majority, should I say. So the expectations is that he's going to come in and turn us around. Hopefully we win more games. Hopefully he's more active. I could talk about the Pistons actual season preview later down the road because we still a good two months out. Not going to give you all that today. But the schedule for the season did just come out. So I want to help my listeners when it comes to getting Pistons tickets because who 
who know better about getting pissed as tickets than <laughs> your boy? You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Our Jiggy gonna give you them Pistons tips. You know what I mean? For, but for real, for real, you just wanna buy your ticket straight up. Okay, you wanna buy them? Bam. The tickets start for some games at $20 for the nosebleeds. Then for the big games on weekends or just against a good team that's in town, they're gonna be 50 nosebleeds. I don't suggest the nosebleeds personally. But then again, you could buy your nosebleed and just hope it's not a sellout, or whatever, move down. Don't tell the usher I told you. The next thing I wanna say though is, personally, I like sitting in the corner-ish. I don't like sitting behind the, don't sit behind the rim unless it's a game you really wanna go to, it's affordable, because I'm not gonna hold you. The behind the rim seats are affordable. They're 40, 50, 60, $70. Those are pretty good seats considering their lower bowl, but the rim is in the way. So unless that's like, again, between affordable and what's available, hey, do what you gotta do. I ain't knocking nobody, but it's just not what I prefer. And then you got center court. That whole section there, whether you the top row of the center court or the bottom row of center court. Center court is expensive as I don't know what. You could kick out 300, you might kick out a thousand if you want to sit center court. And I'm talking for the seats at the top. It's the seats at the top. Low key right now is going for like 700. 700 to be at the top row of the center court section. I don't think it's worth it unless you got the Benjamins like that. Now, if you got the money like that, again, I ain't gonna knock your hustle. So that's the thing. I personally say get your seats in the corner, either behind the Pistons bench, the visitors bench, or the tunnels where teams come out at. Those corners, that's where you want your seats at nine times out of 10. They're a little more affordable, you know. They're not too bad of a view. They're not the, yeah, they're not the worst view, not the greatest view, right? But they're the great balance between affordable, nice view, game experience. So I say center court. I mean corner. I say corner. Next thing I want to put y'all hip on. Resale tickets. Resale tickets are the move. When you go to Ticketmaster, which is where I typically buy my tickets from, there's the standard tickets that are circled in blue, and then there's the resale tickets which are circled in red. Resale tickets pretty self-explanatory. Somebody bought them, end up wanting to give them back off, but they're probably selling them at a cheaper price, whatever, right? Those are the seats you wanna get because you can find resale tickets to be in the front row for like $100, no joke. I'm not lying. Like to sit behind, to sit in that very first row behind the visitor's bench, it's 140. But you're in the front, 140 to sit front row at a basketball game, y'all know that's a steal. Tell me it's not. Okay, so that's the thing. You can sit in the other side that's not by the bench, but still be front row, $100. Come on now. So you wanna get the resale tickets. Resale tickets around, they be going for like 40, 50, and they be good seats. Like before I had season tickets, the reason people be like, how you go to so many games? I would go to so many games because of the resale tickets. It would be like a week before the game. 
I'll check the resale tickets and I'll see they much cheaper than the standard. I'll buy a resale ticket, go to the game. And of course, by being Ticketmaster is very trustworthy. You ain't got to worry about all that. So get your resale tickets. But now the other thing about resale tickets is sometimes you want to wait to the very last minute. So that's why I'm saying right now it's August. The season doesn't start for October. Don't buy your ticket just yet unless you got it like that or you just really want to make sure you got a ticket to go. I get both. I get both. Y'all talking to somebody who went to pretty much, I seen everybody I needed to see last year. So I ain't that pressed about tickets this year. I've said it. I've only going to, I only want to go to two, maybe three games that I actually pay out of pocket, which is open at night, Golden State, and a cheap game on a weeknight. Now, let me tell you this. If you want to go to a basketball game, get good seats and all that, you go to a game on a weeknight against a trash team. If the Washington Wizards come on a Tuesday night, go. Because I promise you the tickets are dirt cheap. If you want to see the, the Charlotte Hornets on a Thursday, go. Because I promise you the tickets are cheap. But if you want to see those Wizards and those Hornets teams on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, don't go. Because you're seeing the trash team and the tickets are way more expensive on weekends. Because, again, everybody off work, everybody coming to the game that night. Don't do it. Yo, Golden States, yo, Lakers, yo, Suns, it don't matter if it is a weeknight or the weekend. They going to be expensive. In fact, Golden State comes on a Monday this year. It is still expensive. <laughs> you still paying 100 at least to be in the lower bowl. So that's that. The last thing I want to tell you about my people trying to get tickets this year. If it's the certain team you want to see, okay, so I'll give everybody examples because exact, I actually tweeted this and everybody said this was like so helpful because it made them think. The Suns, the Phoenix Suns, the Golden State Warriors, and the Los Angeles Lakers. All three teams, Western team, Western Conference teams, all three teams have superstars on them. Y'all know the Kevin Durant, the Steph Curry, the LeBron James. So of course, those are the games where a lot of people are going to come out because a lot of people want to see those players, right? Rightfully so, they deserve to be seen. But the problem with those three is they only come once a year because they're in the Western Conference. So even still, you're like, okay, the problem with those three teams to be exact, they all come on back-to-backs. Like they're playing a back-to-back -back game. Either the Pistons is the first game or the Pistons is the second game in two days. Bottom line, they playing two, two games in two days. With that being said, the Pistons don't get much respect around the league. So a lot of times when these star teams come and they're on back-to-backs, they rest their starters. It happens. And I tell people this because it's happened to me so many times. I've tried... To see, I've went to three Golden State games and I have yet to see Steph and Clay play together. No joke. First time I tried to see Golden State, Steph didn't play. Second time I tried to see Golden State, Steph, Clay, Draymond, Iguodala, none of them played. Third time I tried to see Golden State, Steph finally plays, Clay Thompson didn't play. They always rest the players on back to backs against Detroit. By the way, the Suns and the Warriors are coming literally back-to-back -back nights. So if you got to choose between the two, <laughs> good luck with that. Thanks, NBA scheduling. 
Oh, and while we're thanking NBA schedulers, the Pistons have the most back-to-backs in the league. So even though we already known as a bad team, they want to make things even worse just to put us in the worst of the worst boats. Thank you, Adam Silver. You're so kind. Back to what I was saying. Yes, be mindful of the back-to-back games because these teams only come once a year. You don't want to spend all that money that Tom Gorse asked for because he knows he's going to rip you off because he knows that teams only come once a year and that everybody's going to flock to see them just for that star player you want to see not to even play. I'll even give you an example of why I know for a fact that the Pistons know what they're doing. Last year, the Lakers came to town, right? Lakers, biggest team in NBA because they got LeBron James and they had Westbrook at the time and, of course, Anthony Davis. Okay. Oh, and it was a Sunday night. So, I mean, LCA is rocking. Problem is, Kay Cunningham doesn't play. Tom Gorse did this junk on purpose, and you're not going to tell me no different. The biggest crowd of the season comes to town. Cade is still on that time period where it's like he's day-to-day or we're, we're going to rest him and we're going to see what happens. We're deciding between the surgery or rest. He was in that era. The Lakers come to town. Biggest crowd of the season. Pistons don't play Cade, of course. Pistons lose. The very next day is when they announce, oh, yeah, Cade Cunningham is out for the season. Y'all knew dang well before that Lakers game Cade Cunningham was out for the season. But no, y'all sorry bums want to wait to the biggest crowd, to the people spend all their money, to all that happen, and then you wait to the very next day? Man, get out of here. Miss me with that one. So to wrap up this Pistons how to get your tickets thing as to say... Be careful. Be careful how you get your tickets. If you have a question about getting tickets, just ask me. I will tell you straight up. Because they not going to do it. But I am. Because I'm a real one. <laughs> lastly, 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 I want to talk about the WNBA. I'm talking about how the Pistons are stealing from their fans. I want to talk about who stole Sabrina's shoes. <laughs> Sabrina Unescu don't tweet it how she lost her shoes. Somebody stole them. Apparently, it was from the Aces Arena, which y'all know I'm an Aces fan, so I was kind of sick. I'm like, why you blaming my team, girl? But in all seriousness, people was laughing at her for calling the police about her shoes, but doggone it. She said they was limited edition. She said she was like the only one who had them, so I would have called the police too. Y'all going to find something. Because my thing would have been, if y'all don't do nothing about it, then I am. And y'all don't want me to take it into my hands. <laughs> but nah, y'all, I don't even like the Liberty. I'm going to be real with you. I really don't. That's like the one team in the WNBA I don't like. But we can't be out here stealing people's shoes. Now, I still think there's a chance where she might just be blaming the Aces just because. And that's a whole nother dynamic and a whole nother conversation WNBA fans know what's there what's not between the Liberty and Aces but we can't be you know can't be stealing shoes can't can't do that but what I do want to talk about is I told y'all I promised all y'all I will have a major announcement regarding the WNBA and I promised y'all I will have a WNBA tournament soon well 
Monday, August 21st will be the very first day of the Buff Dust Sports WNBA tournament. It's going to be March Madness style. It is 64 players because we are trying to see who is the greatest WNBA player of all time. And even after that, I want to see who y'all think is better than who as far as their legacies line up, their careers, their play styles, all that. So I am doing the first annual and probably the one and only for some time at least WNBA Buffed Up Sports Tournament for the best player. Who is the WNBA GOAT? Again, 64 players. The criteria is they had to have at least three all-star appearances, right? That was the first one. Or they had to have at least one all-star appearance with multiple championships. And or they had to have be an MVP, whether it was the finals MVP or the regular season MVP. They had to have some MVP of one of those two. Not no all-star game MVP, but like <laughs> finals or you know, regular season MVP. I'm looking forward to it because I think it's going to be pretty entertaining. I'm going to have the polls on my Twitter and I'm going to have the polls on my... Time, I'm not calling it X. It's Twitter. I'm going to have the polls on my Twitter, not X. And I'm going to have the polls on my Instagram and I'm going to combine the results. Now, that's the first way. So that's how you vote. Of course, if you don't know my Instagram and Twitter is the same handle as RJ underscore hunt 36 that is rj underscore hunt 36 that is how you vote for the tournament so y'all gotta make sure y'all follow me on my socials for the WNBA tournament and then a little announcement the next episode will be a mailbag episode which means i need y'all to send me in questions but i want y'all to send me in questions about all kinds of things i want it to be of course my detroit sports red wings tigers pistons lions i want it to also be about my boxing fandom or my WNBA fandom but then y'all can ask me questions about my life how's school going what's your favorite movie what's your favorite song what's something that you do to keep yourself calm I don't care what you ask ask anything who you think the tribal chief is going to lose his belt to I will tell you no one <laughs> for my wrestling fans so go sending them questions Go vote on that tournament and keep listening to Buffed Up Sports because I want to say thank you all for making it this far. Thank you for listening. I hope you come back to hear more episodes. If you can, please subscribe, leave a rating, and leave a review, please, because I love to hear the feedback. And if you love today's episode, send it to a friend to keep up with my life in the podcast. Go to buffedupsports.com or links to my social media pages, podcast episodes, and ways to financially support the show. Now, just remember to follow these words. Keep your chest out, hold your head up, show off them pretty teeth, and don't you worry about a thing. Until next time, y'all be good out there. God bless you all. Just bye.